Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Finally. Jeez. I know it. The rain in Southern California and Vegas has been crazy. I know. I so got we a walking pad. Seattle. You I got a walking getting, pad? Yeah, I ended up getting a walking pad. Shantae did some research and sent it to me. It was like 200 bucks, And it's yeah. pretty sturdy. And it just goes right under my desk. So I saw her post about that. And I was like almost wondering if I should get one myself. And then I'm like, I probably won't do it. <laughs> I will only Maybe. do it when it's raining here. I have a standing desk, so I should, but I just don't know if I can actually walk and work at the same time. Yeah, I don't think I question. can. Like, I don't know that I could, like, write or something, but I could, like, be on a call listening. Like, if I yeah. went to my own mastermind call or something, I could be on. Like, a lot of girls walk okay. on their walking pads on my FBA calls. <laughs> oh, that's a good time to do yeah. it. Yeah. I I was, well, it's I also one of those things, if it's raining, I was literally driving to the gym to walk on the treadmill for an hour. Like, yeah like a leisure walk not power walking it was like totally the worst hmm. anyway oh, interesting yay um what are we talking about today so I, yeah so i was i came across this reel and you know there's these little reels where people go around and just they interview random people on the street just like what do you do or just ask silly questions and this one was a guy and he had his little mic and he just, he was in a crowd of people and it seemed like a lot of young people. I want to say Gen Zers under 30. And the question was, do we need men? And he went to a bunch of girls and he was like, do we need men? Every single girl. And of course this could have been edited. There could have been someone that said yes, but every single girl that showed, they were like, no, no, we don't need men. And they were just emphatic no's like, no, what would we need men for? No, we don't need men. No, they're, you know, whatever. So every single girl is like, no, we don't need men. Then he flips it and he goes to guys, young men said, do we need women? And every single one of them said, yes. They're like, yes, we need women. And then he, like one of them, he's like, why? And one of them was like, cause they're hot. But every single guy said, yes. And when I saw that, I just felt a little bit heartbroken. I was like, oh, because I could feel like the first, my first instinct when he said, do we need men? I was also like, no, fuck, why? And then <laughs> when I saw the guys, how excited they were saying, yes, they needed women. It kind of broke my heart. And I thought, man, what would it be like to be growing up today and to see this kind of messaging? If I was a young man, to see this kind of messaging that like, girls don't need you, you're not needed, all of that. And then the guys are just like, yeah, we need women. Yes, we do. And I feel like this is this weird backlash that we've had from, honestly, since probably the 60s and a lot of just women equality and feminist movement. But I wanted to talk about this because um, it's interesting. It was very interesting to me to see the men's reactions and how they like lit up and got excited about it and how the women's reactions were more like angry and like pretty much like fuck no. No, we don't need them. And the guys were just like, yes, we do. Of course we need them. Well, I mean, it's also PC, right? Like, it's also PC. Like, the men can't be like, no, we don't need fucking women. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in a way, because of the feminist movement, you'd be, you would be canceled 
if you true. talking shit about women, you know, in general. But it but is very. The reason why, though, I don't think that. I mean, I can see. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's edited. Like, I'm sure it's edited for effect. Like, I'm sure there were plenty of women who were like, "Of course we do," but like, I'm sure it was just edited for effect. Um, but it is interesting to think about because, in a way, um, I feel like this sort of speaks to. I don't know. It's hard because there's two things going on. Women are, and they've shown this in research, women are now more educated than men. They have higher degrees than men in school. Um, They're Mm -hmm. outpacing men for uh, employment. And so in a way, you know, the traditional things that we have needed men for, you know, besides sex, which, you know, women like men need women for sex because they need to procreate and they need to, you know what I mean? Like, whereas women are just like, I feel like there's sex is a different need for men than it is Mm -hmm. for women. I mean, women, you know, want sex, but I don't think they have the same drive to mate like men do, you know, like for us, we could just get off like, and whatever we don't, you know, so I don't know that there's like a drive to like be with a man versus I feel like a man, there's always a drive to be with a woman or, or be with whoever you are, like whatever your sexual orientation is to be with that person. Mm -hmm. So I think there is like a testosterone component to that. Um, but the traditional things that we have quote unquote needed men for, like we need men to bring home the bacon. We need men to provide our housing and shelter. We need them to, um, you know, provide financial support. We need them to, you know, create a, a stable home life. And what we're seeing is a lot of women are stepping up and taking on those roles. And not only are they taking on those roles, but, and again, this is generalization, there are still plenty of women who don't want to take on those roles and that's okay too. But I think what we're seeing is, and I hate to say like the ineptness of men, but a lot of men are sort of shirking away. I don't say all, but like a a portion of men are shirking away from those responsibilities. And so as a woman, especially a young woman, when you start to see like, oh, you know, these men aren't providing like, you know, and and I also think this has something to do with, especially because the video was all Gen Z people. So it was all like people in their twenties, like a lot of early twenties. So their men aren't even fully matured yet, right? Like emotional maturity happens in different stages. So a lot of these guys were like, you know, I think they're, they get to the full sort of like prefrontal cortex development when they're like 25, late twenties, whereas a lot of women, it happens younger. And so I think that's why women tend to leave the house sooner than men. A lot of men stay with their parents and live with their parents longer. Um, women tend to like want to like have the, the education, get the good job, have the benefits, like get all that stuff sort of situated first. Again, these are generalizations, whereas men take a little more time. They, you know, they're like, I want to explore things. I want to travel. I want to like have my own time. I don't really want to be tied down. So we are sort of seeing these trends if we're looking. And so I think we are seeing women taking on the traditional roles of men and going, yeah, why would we need men? Except that they're, that we're attracted to them maybe and that, you know, we like having sex, but we don't need sex like a man needs sex. So I think that's sort of valid. And it's not that men are worthless and they're certainly not, but it is, it's a different, um, they do provide different things than maybe they did 50, 60, 70 years ago. Yeah. I was, I don't remember if this was a video training I was watching or YouTube where this came from, but it was basically talking about how men biologically are more expendable. The reason why men were sent to wars versus women sent to war is that one man can inseminate, you know, hundreds of women. If they, if we needed to procreate, we could have one man, but in order to have a baby, a woman could be pregnant with generally one child, you know, twins and 
multiple births can happen, but it's going to take nine months plus at least one to three years to feed that baby and bring it up to where it can walk and be sustaining on its own food and not like off of her breast. And so the men back in like the hunter gather days, they could go off to war and they could die. You could kill all the men off because they were quote more expendable because you could just have one. But if the women were killed off, then you'd kill off the entire population. So the women were actually much more valuable to the population, to the community. And so men have generally been more expendable and less quote useful, not Mm. because of um, like what they can and can't do, but just because of biological. So I was like, Mm. there are these biological, reasons. And that really makes sense to me when you think about it in the context of like uh, reproducing and trying to grow another child, like you have to protect that mom and protect that baby for a number of years in order to get to the next generation versus a man, you can kill him off. And then a girl can get pregnant by another guy, you know, anyone in the tribe or community. So that's an interesting thing. And I, and I wonder how much that impacts a male's psyche to even go, I'm expendable here. But I also think there's, and I don't know because I'm not a man and I don't know what it's like to, I, I know they think very different, but men tend to also be wired to want to protect, to be like, I can go, I will go die for the family or I will go sacrifice in order to protect the mother of the children and you know the family and the tribe. But I'm wondering in today's society where the men aren't going out and fighting and protecting to feel like they're not mm. wanted and discarded and how yeah. much that's impacting the reasons why maybe they're sure. not going to school, why yeah. they're not graduating as much, why they're not doing these things. Are right. they taught from a young age? Like now we've got our first and second and third grade little boys who are hearing these messages of like these girls, like we're better than you. We can do everything you can. And is it affecting our mm. boys to where they're like, well, what are we even here for? And so yeah. are they turning into these video play, video game playing, pornography watching boys who just don't give a fuck because that's what they're told. And I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, like what's biological and what's um, part of our community and our, yeah. And our like um, conditioning. Yeah. But I just found it really fascinating. And I do like hearing it in these young people. I'm like, I feel like we do need to be careful. And I feel like there does need to be a correction. And I've seen some correction and kind of in the millennials of like going back to the traditional Yep. Like there's this traditional movement of yep. women staying home, men working and like very traditional God. And, you know, this is how the family unit is. And I'm not sure if that's the right way is to go back to traditional quote values. But I think there does need to be some kind of correction where we can have respect mm-hmm. for each gender and admiration for what they do. And instead of looking at ourselves as equal, as seeing ourselves as more of complementary, because there are things men can do like, your partner's job, there aren't a lot of women who are firefighters and police officers and in military. And to be quite honest, I don't think most women want to. Yes, uh, some do. And there are many, like we have a female firefighter friend. Um, I know female cops. I have female friends who want to be in those kind of jobs. But in general, they don't want to be in the dangerous jobs or the hard, the, you know, physical labor jobs. And in general, they're not as strong. Like I'm probably, if I'm in a four-story building and it's on fire. I'm not sure I want someone my size trying to save me and pull me out. I want someone stronger and bigger than me to get me down. I don't know if a 130 pound woman could carry me down out of a burning building if I'm passed out. So there are a lot of things that men do and that are valuable and that 
are different than women. And there are mm-hmm. a lot of things they could do that we could do just as fucking well. And that's also valid. And so mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting and um, just an interesting thought experiment, I guess I should say, just to see what's happening. And I'm curious as to how our culture is going to evolve and how is this affecting our boys' psyche. And I'm mm-hmm. always more concerned about girls and what we're doing to them when it comes to like social media and how they look and um, and body image and all that, because I'm a female and I've grown up in this world. But I'm starting to take the the idea of like, also, what are we doing to our men and our boys? And are we creating a problem there too? And so I just thought mm-hmm. it was an interesting thing to mm-hmm. watch and to just be curious about. And even you and I work with women and a lot of women we work with have children and probably a good percentage of those children are boys and they have sons. Yeah. And so what are we sharing as strong women to show that we can be strong women, but also not like make our boys feel like they're worthless? Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. And thinking about it, like, which comes first, the chicken, the egg, I will say that I do believe, especially the younger generation, it is popular now to like, to be like female for like female forward, right? It's, it's popular to be like, we don't need men. Like it's, it's kind of just like a soundbite, you know what I mean? And I do think whether or not those women in the video, like truly believe that, like if they sat and, and thought about it, they, they probably most would be like, actually, yeah, like men are pretty fucking great. Like if we look at, you know, I'm sure all of us know men that are great men, you know, they're good guys and they do right. And like all that kind of stuff that we would respect. So I think it's just more like, especially because I saw the video and they were asking them in front of other people. It was like at a social event, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you're going to say what is expected of you in that environment. So I think it's, but I think, I think you're right. As you get older, you start to be like, yes, I can be a strong woman. And and that's why I loved having Kelly on the show, Kelly Adami, because she is very much like you can still be that powerful, independent woman who brings home the bacon and allow for your men to, your man or your partner to step up and take care of you. It's not, either or. It can be yes and. And I think that's sort of the balance I'm currently personally trying to strike with my own relationship is being like, you know, how can I still do the things I need to do? Because I think it's it's also a matter of safety for women. You know, like we've talked mm-hmm. about this before, the financial side of things where you're going, gosh, like, you know, and I'm sure there are plenty of people listening who are fine and have a great either marriage or relationship where one person is the major breadwinner and the other one's not. And you guys, I'm sure it's working, but that really scares me personally. And so I think, especially coming from a, a single mom and in that, I'm just like, okay, all I ever saw was a mom who worked hard, who was a single parent, you know, and so that's been my role model and she's my hero. So then I'm like, why wouldn't I want to be like her? And then there is this episode, it reminds me of this Sex in the City episode where I think it was Charlotte is like, you know, we have each other, like uh, the four girls, we have each other and can't men just be these like fun, great guys that we get to hang out with every once in a while. And I'm like, yeah, like in a way I'm like, yes, but also I agree with both of those things that I do believe that men have obviously massive use, but also I'm going to make sure I take care of home base. I'm also going to make sure that I'm not giving my power away to someone who may abuse it, not knowingly necessarily, but just because something happens, right? Like midlife crises happen, things like that. And so I think you can have both. And I think it, it doesn't have to be like men are worthless. I think it can be like men are amazing. And I'm also amazing. Yeah. I think there's got to be a big correction and I don't know where it starts because 
I mean, it's. Could I think it starts with the, the. I think it starts at home. Like I think it starts with the parents. Yeah. You know, so if you if you and obviously I'm not a dad. I'm not a mom either. But like, I feel like the dads too. If you're raising boys, like I think you can show them be an example of a strong male figure who holds it down, who has integrity, who's honest, who is principled, and also is you know is okay being with a strong woman. You know, I think that's. It's like, how can we raise the men to to own what they're good at and be competent and be that like sa- stable, solid foundation for a partner, but also allow the woman to be strong too? Like, why does it have to be either or? So don't be, don't feel insecure that a, a woman is powerful because that's always something I feel like I've definitely run into for sure. Yeah. But I think you could do both, and so and and the moms too. You know, the mom sort of setting the example. And I don't know what that looks like. Obviously, I'm not a parent, but I would love if you're listening to this and you are a parent and you feel like you're doing a good job raising uh, young men, I would love to hear how it's going, you know, and what your thoughts are. But I do think there has been this trend, and I agree with you, that men are just feeling a little bit, um, and it goes into like even dating apps and stuff, right? Don't they show that like 80% of uh, women match with 20% of the men. So there's 80% of the men that aren't even getting any matches. I mean, remember when you and I were on dating apps, like I would match with almost everybody, but like there are a huge amount of men who don't get any matches. And so they're going, why should I even fucking bother? Like, yeah, I'm just going to watch video games and I'm just going to watch porn and I'm just going to, you know, subscribe to OnlyFans and talk to my dream girl and do that because it's too hard to go out and try and prove my worth to a woman in real life. And that's, really tragic yeah and there's also messages too with and back to social media and I, I'm only seeing it because I've noticed other influencers pointed out but the messages young men are getting that women only care about money they only care if you're rich so like if they have a just kind of normal job mm. that they're not going to get anybody um and maybe they're not financially driven they're just like hey I you know I love what I do and I make decent money but I'm not going to be wealthy and I'm not going to be super rich, but what girl's going to like me. And so they have, they feel like they're not good enough either. And it's, it's just, we have so many messages out there. And then this is what's tricky about algorithms is the more you see that, the more you see it. <laughs> so you click on one thing that's maybe a, not the best thing for you to be watching. Maybe it's a shitty message and you're kind of intrigued and you watch that reel. And then suddenly that's all the messages you're seeing. And so now you think this is reality and this is the world right. and this is how all women think. And all they are is just gold diggers. And they don't, and then you're just going, well, I'm fucked then. And, and then same with women who are seeing some things about men all being cheaters and shitty. And so they're just, so we're all like playing these games mm-hmm. with each other and mm-hmm. there really does need to be a correction. And I don't know, I don't think necessarily the traditionalist movement is the correction, but there needs to be something to where we just can learn respect. And I don't know if like we should just teach this in schools, but, and this goes to an even larger, like whole gender conversation. And that's why I think they probably can't be taught in schools because I think conservatives will lose their mind about it, but there needs to be this way that we can see each other as like, see our gifts and uh, the things that we can provide and see them as complementary to each other Mm. and stop like pitting the genders against each other. Like someone's better than another or smarter or stronger or whatever. I remember there was this guy, I was in a sport in college and he was a very big misogynist, which I didn't even know what that was at the time. 
but I was put into this sport. They wanted to try to make it co-ed and I really sucked because I'm not good at sports. And he was just like, girls suck at everything. And he just talked shit about girls all the time. And he just seemed like a wife beater kind of dude. And he would make me rage because I felt like I was really strong for a female. And I felt like I was so much smarter than him. His name was fucking Dane. I hate Dane. Dane the shit's Dane. And, and I don't remember his last name where I'd look him up right now to see what he's probably in jail for beating a woman. But I just remember feeling so irate and like out of control over what he would say. And he believed this, right? And he just thought men are better than women and they're smarter and they're stronger. And mostly they're better because they're stronger. And I was like, Mm. that because you are stronger doesn't mean you're better. And also just because you're anything doesn't mean you're better. So we need to like talk about these things in conversation. So we're not like having this also elitist attitude towards each other or towards the other genders. It's a very interesting place to be kind of when like our last um, episode about just being better than other people, like this elitist attitude, I think there, that happens in the genders as well. Totally. No, I agree. And, you know, actually one resource that might be useful, I saw that you started to read You Grow Me, which might actually be a good, because I do, like when you say there needs to be discussion, I think that when we had Jade on the podcast, like what, six months ago or a year ago, I think that was the start of this conversation, right? The start of this conversation is, Like, how do we start having a next level conversation around relationships and gender and confidence and ownership and all of these sensitivities that we encounter when we're in relationship with someone else? And so the book is by, it's co-authored by Emily Goff, who we had on the podcast to talk about relationships. And ironically, she really, she has been through infidelity and she was the one who was cheated on her in her long-term relationship. But now she sort of is a men's relationship coach. She works with women too, but she very much like really feels for men and like really wants to help them become a little bit more emotionally actualized. And, um, and the book is obviously by Dr. Jade Tita, who's my ex-husband, but the book is called You Grow Me. And it's a basically how to have a next level relationship. And so it's not like pitting the genders against each other. It's going, hey, we have the same vision for the relationship. Let's be, let's help each other become the best versions of us. And I think that has to be right, but it's it's gonna take so long to get like it's gonna take a while to get there because we there is very much this sort of uh this language around superiority and elitism and who's better and who's worse and you know the female empowerment movement and it's very like on um popular to say we hate men and like men are the worst and they're all cheaters and it's very popular for men to say all women are gold diggers and want a sugar daddy and if you don't have money you're not worth anything. It's interesting because I feel like that's also cultural. If you go to like yeah. Italy or Spain, they're like not at all driven by money. You know, they're not like, I need to have the biggest, the best car and the big, like for the most part, they're just like, I want to have a decent job that pays enough money for me to spend time with my loved ones. And it's not mm. about, I need to be super rich and I need to have status. So I do think it probably is in some way uh, an American thing for us to be like, to keep up with the Joneses and like, you know, have a, get a bigger house and get a nicer car and whatever. And so all of that sort of feeds into the status play that I think it's really easy. And I do feel bad for men because I think they have a lot of pressure around that. So if they wanted to have a regular job that just made enough money to like be able to spend time with their loved ones, there's probably pressure, not only that they're putting on themselves, but culturally to have to do more, make more, be more. And I don't know what that's like as a, as a woman, I don't know what that's like. I never have felt that way, even though I am, and you are too ambitious, but I've never felt that way. I've never felt that pressure. Yeah. Such a good point. 
I feel like a lot of our uh, ideas come from being American in this culture. And I sometimes forget until I travel and go to another country that this is not how it is everywhere. And it's always a good wake up call for me to go to another place and go, oh, like, like you said, Italy or like in Europe, there's people taking a break from like noon it's to like 2 siesta. p.m. Or- yeah. So like, they're like yeah. I'll just open <laughs> by my store. There's no like, I need to make more money. Yeah. I gotta, like no one wants to keep their store open during siesta. <laughs> they might not even go back to yeah. their store. <laughs> it's, it's so different. And so, um, this is more accepted to I, be like, it's, yeah, it's opening, And it's just a reminder that sometimes our reality and the culture we've created we could choose to step out of it but that takes courage and that really takes consciousness to go I'm not going to buy into this and 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 finding someone else like if this is you if you're like hey I'm not going to buy into this capitalism game I'm not trying to be um you know a hustler who's making 10 figures who's like cutting throats and waking up at 4 a.m um and then to believe that there are women out there who were also not looking for that and that you might be able to find a partner that takes courage and it takes some personal development and takes some ability to like weed through the, the mess and to not listen to all the messages out there and go. And, and there are women out there who also don't, they're like, look, I'm not looking for that guy. I'm not looking for this kind of lifestyle. I'm not looking for the person who's trying to be a billionaire either. I just want someone who spends time with me. I would rather that you work a nine to five and just have a steady income and you come home to your family than work 90 hours a week and never see us. And we're really rich and I can just shop all day. And I think we have to believe that everyone is out there and that also we can make a change. And that, I don't know, I've seen this shift and I'm sure you have too. The entrepreneur hustle culture, I feel Mm -hmm. like is crashing, crumbling a little bit. It was really, I feel like early 2010s to 2015 was really mm-hmm. heavy. All of the like, you know, make six figures before breakfast, angry guys out there. And Gary Vee, I feel like was one of them. And he really shifted into more of like mm-hmm. a happiness matters versus, you know, output matters. But I think it takes a lot of us to reject some of these ideas and help each other mm-hmm. um, so that we, so that we can all get out of this. Well, it's also like, yeah, help each other realize what success looks like to them, right? So again, I think if you're just sort of blind, you're sort of sleepwalking through your life, you're going to just fall into these pits where where you just think you have to make a shitload of money or you just have to be, you know, like it's the same thing with body image and women. So like I said earlier, I've never felt that um, pressure to like make the most money, but I have felt pressure to be young, be hot, be sexy, be thin, Mm. be attractive, be youthful. Right. So, and men probably haven't had that experience. So I do think if we're not aware and asking ourselves the questions of like, what do we really want versus what does it look like from the outside? You know, and what do we really want? You know, and going like, I'm going to create that. And maybe that means I'm not going to live in a $10 million mansion and be able to have everything designer. But I have someone who loves me, who holds it down, who is a good dude, who comes home every night, who comes to my kids, you know, soccer games and whatever else. Right. So I think success can look very different. And I think it's important for us to ask those questions and then go, cool, can I find someone who has that same vision? for their life. And these are just questions maybe you just don't know to ask your partner when you're in a relationship, you know, but I do think that yes, men have utility and we do need them and women. uh, And I think that most women believe that as well. I think that was a nice clickbait video, but I think in general, we know 
yeah. that we need each other, right? We need each other. There's things that other that people of other genders can provide that we can't. Yeah. We need these men to take out the trash. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Keith put together my, speaking of my walking pad, Keith put it together while I was away last week. Came home. It was all put together. There we go. Can't complain. That was the one thing. The first thing I got really upset over when I was single was I ordered a, a couch and it came to my house and it was not put together. And I was like, I shouldn't have to do this. <laughs> this is not my job. It's not your but job. Anyway. Well, would love to hear y'all's thoughts, um, especially parents. If you have young, you know, young, young women and young men that you're raising, how are you talking to them and how are you sharing with them? And is it something you're even thinking about? I I've had some of these conversations with my brother. He has six kids and he doesn't even think about it too much. And so, you know, maybe as a parent, you're not thinking about it. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I'm curious and would love to hear your thoughts and share. You guys can always, if you're list, if you love this episode, would love if you share it on Instagram. You can tag us at the Best Life Podcast. Share it in your stories so other people can look it up, share what you like about it, and we always regram you. And if you get a second, I would love if you would go to our review section at iTunes, click on the five stars, or scroll to the bottom, click on five stars, and then leave just a quick sentence or two about what you love about the show a particular episode or just in general we would love it and other people can see what the show's about and as always thanks for listening to us keeping us in your earballs and we'll see you on the next episode all right thank you guys we'll talk to you soon bye